Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Uh, viewers among you may note that I'm using my little demi-toss cup. Um, this is one I've had for a very long time, inherited from a family member. It is, uh, let's see if I can see without spilling my coffee. It is Cranburn China, English translucent China. It's pretty, isn't it? It is translucent too, as all fine China should be. So I don't remember how much I mentioned about it yesterday, but um, content warning for uh, body stuff. I am starting some intermittent fasting, which means I am not having my full latte until later in the morning. Um, inspired by Grace, I um, Grace Draven, I spoke with her. I've been talking with her about it a lot lately, but she's been doing the uh, 16-8 fasting for uh, quite a few months now and really realizing enormous benefits from it. So I'm going to try that. What's interesting to me. Oh, I forgot to say today's Tuesday, January 4th, uh, 2022. Oh, there's Grace Darling messaging me. I thought I had, um, let me pause. Well, it's funny because the Facebook messenger popped up even though I had the app closed. Hmm. Anyway, Grace, your ears were burning because I was talking about you, clearly. Uh, so yeah, um, what's interesting about the 16-8 fasting, uh, you only eat in an eight-hour window is basically how it works. So if you are someone who typically skips breakfast, which I usually do except for my lovely latte, uh, that it works really well, um, you know, because you eat basically lunch and dinner and you're done, which is how I used to eat naturally um, before I lived with a man. You know, once I started consorting with David, consorting, there was a lot of consorting, um, and we started living together, then, um, you know, he, I would like to eat lunch and dinner with him every day and big meals, you know, instead of doing my sort of, I don't know, nibbling on twigs and bark like I had been. So anyway, um, I'm finding it, uh, trying it out and seeing how it works for me. But anyway, so that means that uh, first cup of coffee is a little bit of espresso with a hit of stevia. Um, so like this morning, I'm figuring that I can um, have start having my having calories, basically feeding calories into my system around 1020. So I'm excited to to try this. Uh, Grace uh, was having a lot of brain fog and that's really helped clear that out for her. Um, that's not as much of an issue for me, but I think I've mentioned here that um, I have been concerned about developing insulin resistance. So I've been trying to cut out sweets now that Christmas is over and um, going back to a non-sugary lifestyle and doing the intermittent fasting. See how that worked. 
Jackson is in here with me. He's gone and gotten in his box that's on the floor. I think I mentioned I have all these books on the floor waiting to go to the bookstore and I'll take them there Friday night. So this book is not big enough to hold all of them, but it is big enough for a cat. It's about the right size for a cat. So um, I mentioned yesterday that I was doing some, trying some words before I do the podcast and that worked very nicely. Um, I got my 3000 words yesterday on gray magic, 3025 actually. Um, not on purpose. That was just where I hit when I wound down and I was done by um, 1238 in the afternoon. And so that was really nice. Uh, that left a lot of my afternoon to handle other things. I'm still doing lots of catch up from taking uh, time off over Christmas. I've not balanced our bank accounts since early December. So there was a lot of balancing to do and adding in of stuff. Now I still need to crunch royalties and finish paying bills. But um, <laughs> I have a fair number of things on my to-do list. I'm also having to catch up with CIFWA stuff. We did have a board hiatus. But um, but yeah, things are, are really coming together on a number of fronts and I'm really happy so far. Um, 2022 is the seed that will, um, or I'm sorry, the soil, the soil that is proving quite fertile. And maybe we'll have some good manifestation in 2023, eh? Or maybe um, by the month of March, the third month. I've talked about this before. I won't go into it in detail, but you know, with the numerology and, um, and it matches a lot of ideas about how our subconscious works but you know with seed soil manifestation uh, you can do a whole lot of that with first month second month third month of the year. So yeah um, I'm feeling very optimistic about things. Um, I won't go into details. I mean I will go into some <laughs> she said immediately contradicting herself. You know being a writer especially a full-time writer is always a juggling act and it's something to be really aware of you know because that is for all of us the dream to be a full-time writer to earn our living as a writer which aren't necessarily the same thing and I feel like I should caveat that um, because writing full-time meaning that you don't have any other job is not exactly the same thing as paying for your life <laughs> as as a writer. So a whole lot of people who say I mean it's it's kind of a bragging point right? You know it's like it means that you've made it as a writer but a whole lot of people uh, will say oh yes I'm a full-time writer now but they leave out the other things that enable them to be a full-time writer and there there's gradations right. So a whole lot of people who are able to do that um, have a spouse with a salary and benefits. So it still means something if they're able to quit their job and no longer be concerned about um, 
having a job with benefits and a salary to contribute to the household. I mean, it still means something, but it's not the same as somebody who is um, single living by themselves and their sole financial support. It does make a difference. Um, paying your insurance every month is can be substantial just for health insurance if you're in the US. Um, there's also people who are like I know of one gal who um, talks you know will say that she's um, able to be a full-time writer which is awesome for her but she's also retired from her salary benefited job and so she has her monthly retirement stipend and her um, you know whatever retirement cover through her 401k and you know paying for her health insurance and so forth. So that's a great place to be and you know I'm not wanting to diminish someone's uh, accomplishment because lasting through an entire career to the point where you can retire with full benefits is is an accomplishment and well deserved that you get to do that but it's still not the same as somebody who doesn't have that security. Um, and I know I mentioned on here a little while back uh, an article you know that was like about somebody saying oh well you know I write occasional articles for New York Times without you know leaving out the fact that they were a trust funder and had um, you know it took 10 years to write their nonfiction work um, and, and when asked how they supported themselves said well I occasionally write articles for the New Yorker which is nice but leaving out the fact that they had came from a wealthy family and probably didn't even need to um, supplement the income that way. So it's one of those things when we talk about being transparent about money um, that there is um, there are levels of transparency and I absolutely come from a family that uh, where I was raised that it, you don't talk about money and I do think that there are good reasons for that um, partly because uh, people have different amounts and it if you have more than somebody else it causes jealousy. Um, I think I mentioned on here before that I have a friend who um, did very well uh, with an internet company early on in his career um, and was able to like cash out his shares and has invested it wisely since but he is able to support his creative career that way because he has this really wonderful nest egg but he hesitates to say that to people because it's really hard to <laughs> contribute to a conversation on finances on how you make it as an author by uh, when you say yes but I have a million dollar nest egg. Not everybody has that and this comes back to privilege too. You know it comes back to what kind of a family you come from um, you know what color your skin is what kind of job you were able to have. So I am very fortunate in that um, I came from a very solid family that there is money that has been inherited um, through several generations <laughs> which is kind of funny actually my great grandfather was a land baron 
in Texas, and apparently a somewhat despicable human being. I mean, by all accounts, I won't tell you his name. You could figure it out probably if you like looked at my family tree. Why would you bother? Anyway, most of the stories about him, I mean, he just sounds like a rapacious asshole. Um, he had a succession of wives. Nobody's clear on whether or not he married them. Uh, but each one would be, uh, according to family lore, uh, there until she, until he ran her out of town. <laughs> that's, that's how it's phrased in the family stories. Yes. And then that one, then he ran that one out of town. And the next one was... And so my grandmother was raised with a succession of stepmothers. Again, I, we don't know if these women were just sort of like his passing fancy or whatever. I do have the names and there were like five or six of them. Um, and who knows? I, I've always been fascinated by this run out of town thing. Um, how do you run someone out of town? I suppose if you essentially own the town, uh, that's what you can do. So anyway, after my great-grandfather died, uh, by then my grandmother's older sister had passed away early of a stroke. All the women in my family die of a stroke, hopefully later rather than sooner. Uh, and my grandmother inherited a lot of money from my great-grandfather. Um, a lot. And she invested it. And when she passed on, she passed it on to her three daughters equally. And all of the grandchildren got a little bit of money. But I think that was mostly my mom's doing as executor. She was, I think she gave each of the grandchildren like $1,000, which was in the early 90s, very useful. And I was a grad student, so it was incredibly useful for me. I think I bought my first um, Apple computer, Mac. I can't remember which thing it was then. I think it was an Apple. Um, but th this is getting to be a long involved story. But it, it is important to know about these financial things, right? So I come from this family where this money was earned generations ago and gets passed down. And so when we talk about privilege, when we talk about having that... Um, a little extra push that helps you along this money has been there and now that my mom is is getting older too uh, her financial advisor has told her that she can start passing along and i'm her sole heir so she occasionally gives me money which is incredibly helpful and not everybody has that and and that helps even out our finances considerably uh, she gave me the money to record the Dark Wizard audiobook, which should be out soon. I need to just figure out how to upload it and so forth. And, you know, that's, that's incredibly helpful. Um, so uh, as far as handling finances, the other thing that I will be able to do is because I did work my day job for many, many years and it was an employee stock option deal, uh, I've I'm able to roll that money over into my own 401k now, and it's a substantial amount. So, so that's really helpful. Um, and all of these are about having those safety nets, having those cushions, um, because, and this sort of finally circling back to my original point, when you are a writer, 
and you have no other income, your monthly income varies so much that it's it can be very difficult to balance. It's the most important thing to keep in mind if you want to support yourself with your writing income. Uh, one of the easiest ways to do it is to have very, very low expenses so that anything that is a surplus for those expenses, you can roll over as a cushion for low months. Otherwise, the, the vagaries of the market will drive you up the fucking wall because, um, you know, you can't have a dip in your book sales mean factor into whether or not you can pay your rent or your mortgage. Uh, it causes way too much stress and that's not good for the creative process. So ideally what I would love to have is enough money in reserve in cash reserve so that I could cover all of our living expenses for a year. And I'm, I'm working towards that point. So that gives me the cushion to like always be moving forward. But this is something I don't hear about when people, occasionally I see people doing panels on author finances and they just don't always talk about these things. And I feel like this is super important to talk about more than the actual dollars because people tend to to spend what they have, right? So I have friends who make uh, a lot of money from writing and they spend a lot of money from writing. Um, I know someone who makes considerably more as an author, I do, but who has figured out that aside from their living expenses, aside from what they and their spouse handle living expenses wise, that their financial commitment is substantial each month, um, paying for various things. So controlling expenses is part of it. Having low expenses is important, but the hugest piece is being aware of that up and down. Um, my writing income can vary hugely. Or <laughs> from month to month. It can vary by. I mean, it depends. Like if I have a really good month versus another, I mean, it can vary by six or seven thousand dollars. So that's kind of where I'm at. There's a certain amount that's fairly steady that I can count on, but with that kind of oscillation and expenses you have to be really good at tracking and predicting and at maintaining that buffer. Uh, it helps to pay stuff ahead. Um, you have to be careful because some things, if you pay ahead, it doesn't save you from like the next payment on the thing, but other things you can. So that can be useful. So anyway, uh, I didn't mean to talk about finances entirely today, but um, I guess that's how it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go on and get to work. So I'll remind you all that first demi-toss of coffee is, um, oh, see, I, I threw myself off my little mental tape recording. It's part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.